are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Ben Kaspic, and on this show, we provide episodes three days a week for now, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. And just a reminder, this show is going back to being a five days a week show in March, so we're really close to that. And actually, as I look at my calendar here, that's on Monday. So back to five days a week on Monday, and we're actually going to be extending the show to be a little bit longer. Instead of 15 to 20 minutes, it's now going to be 22 to 30 minutes, five days a week. So that's exciting news. And this episode today is going to be a follow-up on yesterday's episode, which was a mailbag. And I said I had a lot of questions left over, so we're just going to do part two today. So jumping right into it, Dan asks, Hi Ben, I'm getting a little concerned that we might not see Slater, Austin Slater, make the roster. Is too much depth ever a problem? If so, what's that look like? How do you see Farhan addressing that issue? So we talked a little bit about this yesterday, and I I kind of came to the same conclusion, except not really. What I said was I just couldn't see them not having Austin Slater on the roster. I just think he's earned that position too much. Just because he has minor league options doesn't mean they have to use them like Mike Yastrzemski has minor league options too, but they're not going to send him down because he has earned a spot on the roster. But there is a roster crunch, and I won't get too much into it because we did talk about it yesterday, but it involves the fact that Darren Ruff and Austin Slater may be a little bit redundant, or they actually are a little bit redundant. They're very different players in a lot of ways, but in some ways they're exactly the same in that they're potentially the right-handed side of a platoon, and there may only be one need for that, and that's in left field. So it is a possibility that they would, like you say, you're concerned he might not make the roster. That is possible because he has minor league options, and Darren Ruff does not. So you could send Slater to AAA, carry Ruff on the roster, but then as I said yesterday, what's the plan with Austin Slater? Where does his opportunity come? Are you just waiting for Darren Ruff to get hurt or underperform because Ruff is under team control pretty much the same number of years as Slater. So I think when push comes to shove, they're going to have to choose one of these players. And I think you definitely choose Slater because he's the younger player, better defensively, better runner. I, I don't know. So anyway, your question is, is too much depth ever a problem? And if so, what does it look like? So it is it is technically a problem, I guess, but you know, it's about a thousand times better of a problem to have than not having enough depth and what not having enough enough depth really looks like is having players you do not want to be playing at the major league level or who aren't ready to play at the major league level and you're in a position where you have to to play those guys at that level. So what does it look like? It looks kind of like this. I mean, you've got too many players on your roster that you feel should be given an opportunity. So how do you deal with it? Well, 
I think you have to explore every option. You have to explore the trade market for Darren Ruff. I think that that specifically might be the way I would expect them to go about it. As we discussed yesterday, Ruff is under team control for three seasons and signed for a very reasonable like one point something million dollars. So I think you explore that trade market and you also hope for expanded rosters. Like it's still a possibility that the league and the players association could work something out where you could see expanded rosters. You could see the DH in the national league, which would make, you know, both of those would, would make carrying Darren Ruff. It would be a completely different picture if either or both of those were implemented. And then you could also see expanded postseason. All of that is still technically on the table, in my opinion. So they're not going to make a decision until they know for sure that rosters aren't expanded or there isn't a DH. But they always, if they don't get what they want in a trade, they always could send someone like Austin Slater to the minor leagues while they continue to try to work out a trade partner. So it's good to have these fallback options, but it can create a bit of a situation where you're kind of forced to do something you don't want to do or forced to make a trade or something like that. Katie asks, kind of related, relatedly, who are the players that are out of options? And I'm just going to say, um, for anyone who's interested, the where I get all of this information is through Roster Resource, which has actually moved over to Fangraphs. It used to be like a separate website that was great, and now it's integrated on Fangraphs. And if you follow me in the show, you know I love Fangraphs. So if you go to Fangraphs.com and click on the Roster Resource tab, and then go to the Giants, and then go to Depth Charts, which is actually the default page. That's where I can see like who has options, who doesn't, etc. If you have five plus years of service time, you cannot be optioned without your consent. And the way it works is that players on the 40-man roster get three minor league options. And a minor league option is good for an entire year, so you can send guys to and from the minor leagues all season and that only uses up one of their minor league options but the players to whom this no longer applies because they have five or more years of service time there's a lot of those guys on the giants roster so they include tommy Lastella, donovan solano who just recently passed the five-year threshold buster posey of course brandon belt brandon crawford evan longoria wilmer flores and then the entire starting rotation uh, Kevin Gosman, Johnny Cueto, Anthony DiScofani, Alex Wood, Aaron Sanchez. And then in the bullpen, Jake McGee. So th- there's a lot of guys there that have five or more years of service time and therefore cannot be sent down to the minors without their consent. But then players who are just strictly out of minor league options but have less than five years of service time, there's a few of those guys as well. So Kurt Casale, who was recently brought in, and he's uh, arbitration eligible for the next couple of years, but he just can't be sent down. Darren Ruff, uh, Matt Whistler in the bullpen does not have minor league options. Another guy who was brought in and signed to a one-year deal, but still arbitration eligible for a couple more years. And then also Harleen Garcia does not have minor league options. So that's it in terms of players on the 40-man who are out of options. As you can see, a lot of you know, veteran players. And you never think about like Posey, Belt, Crawford being optioned. And that's largely because, I mean, A, the performance is good. And B, you just can't option players who've been in the league so long. 
Just to run through quickly players who do have minor league options, it includes Mike Yastrzemski, Alex Dickerson, Mauricio Dubon, Austin Slater, Reyes Maranta, Tyler Rogers, Sam Selman, Wandy Peralta, Tyler Beatty, Joey Bart, Chadwick Trump, Jason Vossler, Stephen Duggar, Lamont Wade Jr., Jalen Davis, Logan Webb, Connor Menez, and Caleb Berger. That's not a complete list of players on the 40-man uh, roster with options, but those are kind of the noteworthy ones to, to address this question. So anyway, that's that's how it is. I, again, like if you're curious about all this, this is a great resource, roster resource. And it's also where you can see payroll information if you click on the payroll tab after going into the Giants page on the roster resource tab. Anyway, coming up next, more questions and answers. But first, all right, as promised here in the second half of the show, we're going to continue running through some of your questions. We're going to get through all of the rest of the questions I received. Again, be sure to come back next week. We're going to be five days a week, longer shows. There's going to be games. The games get started on Sunday. So we'll talk about some live baseball action next week. So hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. If you are a subscriber, come back on Monday and we'll have a show loaded with new information about the Giants. Pac Bell Partisan asks, if the Giants are hunting free agents in 2022, what position do you think they should target, assuming Belt and Crawford are gone? I do just have to say, I don't think that's a safe assumption, especially with Brandon Belt. There's, I think there's interest from the Giants' perspective in bringing back Brandon Belt because they don't have like a stud first base prospect seemingly knocking down the door. I mean, Logan Wyatt is looming a little bit, but Brendan Belt on a on a short-term deal, the team covets what he brings to the table, which is a selective eye, and he really kind of broke out in 2020. It's hard to say broke out given his age, but I mean, I think that we'll see what happens this year, but if he can do anything like what he did last year, just be a really productive offensive player and continue his great defense, which he's always had, I think they're going to want to bring him back on a short-term deal. But Crawford, I think, is less likely, and it's for two reasons. Number one, this crop of shortstops in free agency is arguably and probably the best ever. There's like five shortstops who are kind of star-level players, many of whom in their 20s still, like 27, 28 even, and the Giants have tons of money to spend. So there's a legitimate possibility that the Giants end up with one of those players. But there's also, to me, a legitimate possibility that they don't. But I, either way, I think it's unlikely Crawford is going to be back after the 2021 season. So, oh, n- reason number two is that the Giants have Marco Luciano looming in the minor league. Speaking, you know, I said at first base, they don't have a stud prospect on the way at that position. But at shortstop, they do. And the thing is, many think that Luciano may have to move off shortstop and that he's more of a third baseman or even corner outfielder. But the Giants have consistently said they think he can stick at shortstop. So, you know, I actually remember there was a lot of talk, I think, about this with Corey Seager when he was coming up through the Dodgers system and people thought he would have to move off shortstop given his size. He is a pretty tall shortstop. And the Dodgers maintained that he was going to be a shortstop. And sure enough, they 
called him up as a shortstop, and that's where he's been ever since. And he's gotten a lot better defensively as his career has gone on. And so, and Seeger, by the way, is one of those shortstops who's going to be a free agent after the year, assuming the Dodgers don't lock him up to an extension, which is probably not necessarily a safe assumption. I mean, prior to the start of this season. So anyway, if the Giants truly think that Marco Luciano is a shortstop, are they really going to go out and sign one of these shortstops who are free agents next year? So that I'm I know I'm like kind of rambling and not directly answering your question but it depends if they really think Luciano's a shortstop then they may try to sign somebody who's versatile and can play short but can also play other positions probably potentially on a short-term deal so they have the flexibility to be able to pivot to Luciano if he comes up and grabs a hold of that spot so if they do sign a, a shortstop, then suddenly Luciano doesn't fit there and you're going to have to put him somewhere else. But I think, I mean, they're also going to be shopping at the catcher position because Posey is also going to reach free agency. He has, there's a club option for, I think, $22 million. Unless Posey comes comes out and has another elite season, I think the Giants are going to decline that club option. And... I don't think they want to just go into 2022 assuming Joey Bart is going to be ready to take over that position unless he comes out and has a really breakthrough 2021 year. So a lot is going to depend on what happens this year and what happens in this year in terms of the development of their minor league players. One area I don't think they're necessarily going to be shopping for is in the outfield. They're they're pretty loaded with players right now Austin Slater Mike Yastrzemski Mauricio Dubon Alex Dickerson can be brought back Darren Ruff could be brought back if he's still around and they've got good prospects coming up in the outfield also third base they're still going to be stuck with Evan Longoria hate to say it that way but that's kind of how it is and they have Tommy LaStella on this three-year deal so he can play third he can play second Donovan Solano is going to be a free agent but Listella kind of fits in. Flores can be brought back on a club option. He could play first base. So there, potentially, if Belt goes, you could, you know, have Flores play some first base. You'd probably want a lefty to platoon there. But I don't know, man. That's kind of my answer is there's so many moving parts. And it, without having a season last year and seeing their minor leaguers develop and see who comes, you know, knocking on the door and, what position you want to leave open for them. You don't want to block these players coming up through the minor league system. So check back with me like in August and we'll have a much better idea of how to answer that question. Erickson asks, did the fact that the Giants had to protect four players from the Rule 5 draft hinder their attempt to sign more major league contracts? That's an interesting one and I'm definitely inclined though to say no because... There were still players on the 40-man roster that felt to me pretty expendable, and they ended up making a ton of Major League signings anyway. I think they actually signed the most Major League contracts of any team this offseason. If they didn't, if they weren't number one, they were like tied for first or maybe second, but I do believe they were number one. They brought in a ton of players to, onto the 40-man from free agency. Tommy LaStella, Kurt Casale, Anthony DiScofani, Alex Wood, Aaron Sanchez, Jake McGee, Matt Whistler, 
Jason Vossler was added to the 40 man and signed as a minor league free agent. I'm pretty sure there was at least one other that I'm missing right now, but a lot of players were, were brought in. So I don't, I don't think so. They still have what I mean by there's still players who are expendable. is like, you know, Steven Duggar is still on the 40 man roster and I don't think he's ever going to get too much of a shot anymore with the giants with Lamont Wade jr. Passing him on the depth chart, in my opinion, so, like, if they want to sign somebody, there's still somebody that they could DFA and probably wouldn't feel like they lost that great of an impact player. I'm kind of running out of time here on Cali Non-Surfer asking, the team talks a lot about stretching out pitchers. Would it be a health consideration for starters slash multiple inning pitchers like Yamaguchi or Tropiano to have normal bullpen duties? also be able to make spot starts. I guess more clarity on the idea of stretching out pitchers. It's pretty common, so I don't think so. These guys have started. I think if you stretch somebody out as a starter, then at least they have the capability of starting versus if you do not stretch them out as a starter, there's no way you can just suddenly say, oh, go throw six innings for me if they've only been working as relievers and kind of preparing for one inning or maybe two inning spurts. So if you say, you know, make a start for me and go deep into a game, that's just not possible. Versus if you stretch them out as a starter, they can always go the other direction and just throw a couple of innings. And it's pretty common in the game. There's always been players like this who can do both. So it just gives them the option of having these guys start if that opportunity arises like Caleb Berger, I don't I don't know that we ever even talked about this, but he wants the opportunity to try to start. I mean, that would be quite a development if Berger suddenly becomes like a six-inning type starting pitcher. So they're going to let him have that opportunity to try to prove himself. So he'll be stretched out, quote-unquote. But if the Giants determine, look, we want you in the bullpen, it's not difficult to just go from that to being a reliever. But if you do that too long and you... You know, several months go by, you can't just go back to starting. You have to work your way up to it. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all the great questions. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review wherever it is that you're listening. It helps me out so much. So thank you in advance and thank you to everyone who's done so. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Kaspik. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. I can't wait to be with you again on Monday, five days a week starting next week, 22 to 30 minutes. So that's going to be different. Can't wait. And until then, till Monday, we'll see you next time.